Welcome to the Conversations About Light podcast, a King's Cross podcast, illuminating our desire to engage in light-hearted conversations that are grounded in scripture. Our hope is that through these conversations, our community will be encouraged and grow in their curiosity about light. G'day and welcome again to Conversations About Light. Again, mm. I am not your regular host, but I am Jib. I am a regular <laughs> on this show. And uh, we are missing Caleb sorely. We're missing yes. his um, probing questions yes. and his excellent hospitality yes. and also his, his fantastic setup. He, so hopefully this comes across uh, nice and smoothly, not too much background noise. It sounds as effortless as Caleb actually makes it for us. But we, we expect we'll have him back next week, and we look forward to that. Um, I'm Jib, as I said, and we have Josh mm. again. Welcome, Josh. How are you doing? Good. Good. Thanks, Jib. Thanks I for have... having me. Thanks for hosting me. Yeah, pleasure. <laughs> Always a pleasure to chat. Um, I, do have, I do have a question that, that Josh wasn't oh, prepared no. for, but maybe it's more of a riddle than a question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what can think the unthinkable? What can think the unthinkable? Yeah. Are you having a go at me? (laughs) (laughs) Me? Is that the answer? I'll tell you. I'm stumped. I'm stumped for this riddle. An iceberg. (laughs) An iceberg? An iceberg. (laughs) Oh, Oh, that's so. Oh, no. Okay, I'm with you now. (laughs) If anyone. um, This is a Titanic joke. Yeah, exactly. If anyone didn't quite get there with us. I hope you enjoyed it. Did that joke sink? (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I'll keep that in there. Yes. Uh, Because maybe that does capture some of the tone that we're used to. Yes. (laughs) And conversations about light. Meant to be lighthearted anyway. Thank you. (laughs) Josh, would you you be up for reading for us again? It's a much smaller passage this time. We're going for half a verse. Ephesians 6. First half of verse 14. I think we're turning into Puritans. (laughs) Half a verse at a time. All right. Ephesians 6.14, stand therefore, having fastened the belt of truth. Having fastened the belt of truth. Awesome. Mm. Awesome. Do we, do we as Christians love truth? Whew. Yes, I'm going to say yes. Yeah, I, <laughs> I hope so. What are you noticing? What do you mean? What do you mean by that? Yeah, so it's... um. So I think that the thing that jumps out to me first is that there are two maybe directions to take truth. One is um, truth as something that we welcome, um, mm. knowledge, and the other is truth coming out of us. Are we um, open and non-deceptive? Yes. And so sort of from that first angle, I think maybe for some of us who um, hang our hope in Jesus and our identity in Jesus, but are maybe not confident in the in the uh, solidity of that, the, the solidness of that hope, uh, in the face of an unbelieving world, mm. and the reality is, Jesus came, Jesus lived, Jesus died, Jesus rose again. The reality is, God is King over everything, and the reality is that um, Jesus, who He is, and what that means for mm. us, stands up to scrutiny. Yeah. And so one of the encouragements we can take from this that's going to help us stand against the forces of evil, help, to help us stand in actual spiritual battle, mm. is to embrace truth, to understand truth is not an enemy, but truth is yeah. in Jesus. Jesus is yeah. the way, the truth and the life. Yes. And um, that confidence is really mm. encouraging. 
I think I remember yeah, yeah, yeah. as a uh, as a teen. Um, I don't think I was sort of generally think I was I was kind of afraid of the truth. Yeah, but yeah. then I read this book by uh, John Dixon, a Spectator's Guide to World Religions, and he was like, yeah. "Let's take a sincere look at the other religions of yeah. the world, at some of the kind of bigger ones, mm. um, and just understand them." And as I looked through that, as I read that. I just grew in my confidence in the reality of Jesus yeah. and who God is. And I was like, hang on a second. Truth is on our side. Yeah. If truth is on our side, that's something we can embrace. Okay. Embrace. But I very much leaned into the, sort yeah. of the first half of the truth there. The truth as sort yeah, of um, embracing uh, knowledge and learning mm. available to us. And Paul does encourage us to grow in that. Yeah, um, but maybe... You can unpack for us a bit more, unless yeah. you want to comment on that first. Yeah, well, Mike, so I'm going, I love, I love your reference to Jesus' comment, like, I am the way, the truth, the life. So it's a huge statement. You know, if I said to you, hey, Jeb, my name's Josh. I am the life of the universe. I am the truth of the universe. I know all truth. You'd just be like, man, that guy needs help. <laughs> and maybe you do say that. But <laughs> I think the, the point is that Jesus makes that claim of himself the scripture um shows shows him shows us that he is the the truth of of all truth you know yeah. so i guess what are we hanging all our hopes on if, if we're in a if, you know if you're in a battle and you don't know something that's yeah. a that's a weakness right like sure. you don't know where the enemy's coming from you don't know how things work you don't know the grain of of the battle like who's moving yeah. where what's going on but now we have jesus who is the truth so there's this yeah objective stand who knows all things yeah who understands how things actually work who has our our good and our you know he's he's for us he's on our on our team man that's that's good news yeah, <laughs> are, are we going to win well the captain knows everything he's all powerful and he is the truth so okay if he says something it must it, that's how it's going to work out so imagine what an advantage in a battle that would be if you knew yeah. every move of everyone if you were just all powerful and all knowing oh, that's that, huge, that'd man. be huge yeah so i love this kind of idea that we're standing in this battle but there's the first kind of part of it is just know that the truth and that is a person yeah and it's jesus yeah. so i think that's that's hugely encouraging yeah. to be in that position like oh on our team we have jesus who is the truth awesome. so i think that's that's really amazing um as it's not just like that's a beautiful image of of the commander who who's we can utterly depend on because he yeah. has it all laid out before him yeah. that is so awesome but yeah. he's not we don't also just kind of like um expect him to manage it all yeah. but we know we receive we expect to receive goodness from him in yeah. his instruction to us in yeah. what he reveals to us yeah, and so we should delight in what he has to offer yeah. us and that's that's harder than sounds, isn't it, Jeb? Like Absolutely. I think, especially again going back to Western culture and where where we live and breathe, that's not what we we swim in. That's not what we taught. We yeah. we're kind of we taught like everyone, you have your own truth and don't, and you'll figure it out, and everyone's truth's going to find find a way. And so subtly, even as Christians, we can live in that space where it's like, well, yeah, Jesus is the truth. That's great, but we'll just kind of muddle along and figure sure. out our, our truths and kind of muddle through things. So I think it's a challenge there yeah. to believe yeah. that Jesus is the truth. And, and to am I going to pin all my hopes on on Jesus or am I going to muddle forward and try to figure out, well, you know, Jesus said this, but you know what? I think I'll try B because right. it might work better. It seems more pragmatic. Right. <laughs> so how we're going to, how we're going to, how that interplays in our life is actually 
the theological statement is easy. Jesus is the truth. Yay! The whole church cheers. Right. Um, I have to make a decision which which reflects that, and I yeah. don't trust myself. Oh, okay, hang on, less less cheering, more like panic. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm I'm loving like we we get to to think about this, and this is part of the war. You know, this yeah. is where this is where the war is happening. Like, do I really think that Jesus knows best? Yeah, and he knows all, and the truth is in him. Yeah? That's a really good um, observation mm. about the, the culture there um, that's around mm. us when we live in a space where. Um, Everyone can sort of discover their own truth. There's also an, an assumption there that there isn't an absolute truth to be found. Yes. Or at least in exploring these spaces, we're only exploring them for our own um, happiness in the moment. Believe yeah. whatever you want to believe as long as it makes you happy. There's not an absolute important yeah. truth to be found. But the, the Christian space, um, the space that we have in Jesus, the reality of Jesus, means that there is an absolute yeah. truth to depend on, to yeah. look to, to look for, and to point people towards. And that that really is quite distinctive yeah. from the culture around yeah. us. And when you, some of us watch out, all of us watch out, being uh, falling into that feeling that's in the culture yeah. of everyone has their own truth, and your truth just needs to make you happy. Rather, we can <laughs> find it doesn't truth. makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and often it can. Yes. Um, but what a relief that yeah. absolute truth is found in the reality of God who's made us for the express purpose of our delight in Him. He made us for Him. He saved us for Him. He has it laid out for us, yes. for Him. That's pretty yeah, sweet. And pretty we, can, sweet. we can have certainty in that, that... Um, that a relative truth worldview doesn't offer. I think maybe moving it from from Jesus towards us in a sense, yeah. like the that image. I think I think Paul's borrowing a little bit from Isaiah Isaiah eleven, where you know it says the righteous branch will come up, and that's Jesus. He's yeah. the righteous one. And then later on, there it says in, in eleven down. I think it's around about verse five. It says, and around him is his righteousness is the belt of his waist, and faithfulness is the belt on his waist. So sure. this image of Jesus dressed, sure. the righteous one, as he's as we've described him, the truth. Yeah. There's Jesus. Yeah, dressed like this is awesome. And then Paul comes here into this thing and says, I want you to put on some clothes as well. Yeah, <laughs> I want you to get dressed. Um, in fact, Jesus said that in Luke 11, where he's, you know, I think we mentioned last week, be dressed and ready yeah. in the parable, he says. Be dressed and ready. So there's this wonderful imagery of getting dressed. And when, when Paul says, put on this belt of truth, I love the way he says, his, uh, buck, I think it's buckle up. That's my translation, but let's read the real one. Um, <laughs> yes, he says, fasten the belt. Fasten, fasten your belt. And yeah. I, um, I think from memory, the, the Greek there is the same used in 1 Peter, where Peter says, gird up the loins of your mind or prepare your minds. I think awesome. some of the translate, prepare your minds, uh, being sober-minded and fix yourself fully on the grace that is in Jesus. So Peter's got this expression of like, do up your belt, yep. get it on there, like yeah. pull, like, you know, pull the buckle and put it on, you know? So it's like girding this kind of call to action of like putting something on. Yeah, good. And I think, so yeah, I've got these two images in my head is Jesus, the belt of righteousness on him, the, the righteous shoot, the one who's coming to rescue, the goodness of the truth. And then this, again, this invitation, that's an amazing part of the battle that we have Jesus yeah. there. But the other part of this battle is like, what am I going to do with truth? Yeah. 
am I going to do my buckle up or I'm just going into the battle with no pants on? Excuse the, <laughs> excuse yeah, yeah. The, you know, <laughs> the imagery. But yeah, like this, there's this wonderful call that we get to prepare our minds. We get, how do you think? Do you agree with God or do you make up your own rules? Like there's kind of all these kind of questions that come out of this, this call to truth, this call to buckle up. And I think most, quite often we can err on the side of, of, of uh, just laziness in, in, in really thinking about why, why am I actually yeah. doing this? What do I yeah. really believe? Auto, or how do I auto respond? Yeah, anyway, sorry. Yeah, good. No, I really like that. Is it, get out your PJs. Get out of your PJs <laughs> and into yeah. your day clothes. In your big boy pants. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Well, so then the other um, the other side of truth, and maybe there's another facet that, that hasn't occurred to me today. But the other side is sort of what's coming out of us, and mm. um, Very you know, good. be non-deceptive, be open. Be uh, I preached a bit earlier uh, on honesty, and I talked about mm. it as being uh, vulnerable in love. Yes. Um, do you want to unpack some of that for us, Josh? about sure. that in the call to fasten on the belt of truth yeah well i think i mean paul's used that term the belt of truth and i guess when you think of that you think of jesus think the truth you know his yeah. word is truth so there's that aspect i think the other aspect is is maybe definitely the way we speak in truth yeah. you know uh, Paul, paul's paul's definitely i think borrowing from isaiah but i think he's he's he, in his own context from from the ephesians book he in the in the first first uh four or in chapter four around he, he talks about put away falsehood yeah you know speak and he says this speak the truth with one another so now he's saying then he, when he comes to this you're in this battle part of that battle is girding on this belt putting on truth but what does that mean yeah it's it's jesus and the truth of jesus and the word but i think there's also a sense in which it's honesty like you've said jib it's honest it's it's put away falsehood yeah only yeah. speak truth to one another with his neighbor for you are members of one another he says yeah. so in this battle Falsehood will will lead you to not being able to stand in this battle. Yeah, you you you, you get taken out. Yeah, yeah, that makes <laughs> so sense. So, are you honest with about where you're at, about your struggles? Are you honest with with your own sin? Are you are you honest when someone sins against you? Like this kind of, are you gracious? Of course, but are you also honest? And so, the, the call to like put away falsehood, speak honestly and graciously to each other. That's that's called spiritual war. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's because that's, and if you've ever had to do that, you'll you'll know exactly what I mean. It's yeah. like not always easy, right? It's it's war. This is war. Awesome. That openness yeah. is, is so important. That honesty with each other is so important. Being on the same page. Mm. That's, I think it's very easy when we look at this to imagine an individual standing in a in an otherwise barren field yes. um, and standing against a strong wind or something like that. But Paul's writing to a church here. Maybe it's mm. better to imagine. All of us standing up shoulder to shoulder yeah. um, with our armor on in some kind of formation that makes us yeah. you know, even sturdier, even stronger. And so yeah. that honesty with each other, that being able to share with each other so that we can shoulder each other's burdens, yeah. being humble enough to receive someone else's help, yeah. um, that's all in that belt of truth yeah, space. Yeah. And I think also in, in, a, cult, in a church culture it requires then a humility of approachability in a yeah. sense like if you if you're not able to be humble as well then that just pushes against this truth culture like yeah. is, and this truth is one of the things that um, um, helps us yeah uh, I loved a story that I was listening listen to this last a week or two ago but in, in marriages where, where someone was talking about their marriage and just saying you know they they um, 
take a moment to speak the truth because they're bombarded by lies. Sure. So a situation happens and it's not just for marriages. A situation happens with someone you know and then you think something. Oh, they never think about me. They don't consider me. Oh, they're just selfish or they not they didn't look to my needs. They're they're always putting themselves first. You know, so things escalate and that's yeah. those are fiery darts of the enemy. That's like war. Yeah. That's where and at that point they just stopped. See, look, I just want to expose a lie. That's how they do it in the America. I loved it. <laughs> I just want to expose a lie. I'm feeling like you don't care about me and don't pursue my best. But I know it's not true. Wow. Yeah. So I guess speaking to how beautiful is that? That's speaking so truth to that's their spiritual war. Like you just putting the enemy to, to flight there. You're like you're bringing peace and joy and yeah. wholeness and restoration. So I love this weapon of truth in a sense. I, I know it's not a weapon, it's a belt, but we don't get too carried away on the imagery. But the point yeah. is that truth def- does something in the battle. Awesome. And so when you, when, you, when you go, hey, you know what? My heart's believing all these lies. I just want to speak out some truth. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm really struggling with this. But I, I want to say, I, I know not actually, and, and so strange, even when you start to verbalize like that, you kind of comes to you, yeah, I actually don't believe that. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm, that lie is out. Yeah. So I love this kind of picture of let's, let's gird up some truth. Let's put it on. Let's sort of do away with lies and just speak, speak truth. Even when it's, especially when it's the, tr- there's no longer truth in our brain. Yeah, <laughs> We're yeah, thinking yeah. lies. And he's like, well, mate, let's do something about it. Yeah. Let's put on that belt. You know? Yeah. That's so practically yeah. helpful. Yeah. Like, I wonder if we can sort of, um, hold on to that, make a mental note of that, mm. uh, as, as a beautiful pattern of using the truth to flush away lies. I think it's so easy, easy to, have a feeling inside of us that we disagree with at a head level and think, oh, okay, yeah. I can just stomp it out at a head level. But <laughs> if it stays inside us, often it stews, often it grows, and often all you need is to open up to the light and it vanishes as yeah. soon as the light touches it. And that light yeah, is our good. openness with our brother and sister in Christ, who yeah. we can trust to uh, want our yeah. best in Christ. Very good. So I think that's really practical, really helpful. Mm. Um, I'm just sort of drilling on that point a little yeah, bit longer because yeah. I want it to stick with us as yeah. we as we. Yeah, I wish I'd, uh, I wish I did it more often. <laughs> yeah, so I wish we all did it more often. It would be beautiful. And it's humbling as well to yeah. go because because the, the pride in me wants to say, well, yeah. if I can squish this untruth that I know is untrue anyway, yeah. if I can squish this light inside of myself. Yeah. Um, that I don't need to expose yes. that I battled with it. Yes, very good. Whereas in humility, if we're willing to expose that battle, yeah. it really does strengthen us. It yeah, really does uh, strengthen our relationships with others in a way that is very helpful. This just in really practical, practical ways, God made us for this. Yeah. God made us to relate to each other in truth and openness and in love. Yeah. God made us to depend on each other. God made us to be humble and uh, yeah. to yeah. be blessed by that in each other because of Jesus. Right. Any, um, maybe that's a good one to end on or is there anything you wanted to add there, Josh? Yeah, I think I, as a closing thought, you know, the, the gospel and this war is not a brain transaction. It's uh, something that happens in our life. Yeah. So I guess my, my kind of question would, would be, can, think about it like this. You can't violate God's truth and ways and flourish. Yeah. 
And one of the biggest lies I think we believe is that we can. Yeah. We, we swindle ourselves into oh, thinking yeah. we can. So you can't violate truth and flourish, yeah. but you can respond to truth in your in your hearts, in your words, in your decisions. So I guess are you? My question would be: Are you willing to put on that belt? Are you willing to gird up your your belt? <laughs> Uh, which is a kind of a practice. Are you willing to stand with that truth and admit and, and speak truthfully to that? Admit when you've not done it. Yeah. Uh, the core, I think, as we've discussed, this is a great, it's not a theological question. It's a, will you take on this this part of the armor? Will you yeah, embrace truth and, and um, yeah, put, are you willing to put on your belt? Um, it's beautiful. It's, it's actually what God's grace and flourishing to us if we're humble enough to um, to go there. Amen.